Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hey, welcome. Good morning. Hello, everyone. And so, happy Valentine's Day. That's right. That's well, right. Excellent. Unless yeah. you're listening to this in July. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to work. Yeah. No. And then happy Value You Day. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. That's nice. Yes. That's day. good. Day. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, right. Valentine's. Yeah. You you remember your worst and best? Uh-huh. I, yeah. I got a... That's going to take more than a podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> it's going to take some therapy. I, I got a precious note this morning from our daughter, Joy. Just really made my day. She said, Dad, I love you. Do you remember when I was a freshman at Wheaton, you sent me flowers hmm. on oh, Valentine's Day? And she said, Dad, I'll never forget it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I was just – I was walking when I got it, and I, was, I walked oh. about 10, 10 feet in the air. Oh. That was that precious. That's awesome. a great memory. That was yeah. a great memory. Terrific. That's better than when I sent a uh, one of those, like, crush grams in high school oh. that was supposed to be anonymous, and I didn't get that note. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. There's some awkward oh, yeah. moments in school. I did yeah. Why is he sweating? Course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, we are moving to relationships of trust Amen. rail today. We've been on the environments of grace rail for several weeks. And now we want to talk about relationships of trust. I want to ask the question what's the difference? between these two rails. Hmm. Why do we make two rails out of environments of grace and relationships of trust? As I think about that, Bruce, I, I think they are, they are separate but interdependent. In, in other words, when we are able to develop relationships in which we really experience trust, we're creating a safe place for us and others. And for some people, Coming into a place that's safe gives them the courage to try trust. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think they're inter, inter, interdependent, and they are separate. I, I, I can be in a safe place but not trust and never experience the grace that's offered me. Uh, isn't, I, that a re, isn't that interesting? Are you mm-hmm. saying, would this be an application of that? I choose... <clears throat> In, in measure to trust three or four people with my life and grow in that trust. And as I do that, maybe other friends come into our lives, and as they watch that happen, then they feel secure enough to maybe take that risk. Is that what A- you're saying? Absolutely. And, yeah. and, that, and that three or four people are really creating through trust a safe place or, or an environment of grace that we've talked about. Yes. Imagine you were, <coughs> I don't know, but I imagine you were thinking, even though they are very interdependent, some people can espouse an environment of grace and get the theology right, but never create relationships of trust. So they still stay autonomous with just themselves and God. And and so we want to make sure that they're hearing, you know, clearly trust is a vital component of this ladder, not just an understanding of the theology of grace. Amen, yes. John. It would be helpful. We're, I think we're going to go through some of the things that trust is, mm-hmm. but it'd probably be helpful to go through some of what what it isn't. What is, you know, when we say a relationship of trust, mm-hmm. what are the things that it's not? Mm-hmm. And because sometimes we, we seem to th- think really overarching. And a relationship to trust mean that it's something that never gets broken or it never gets hurt. And we say that a lot, that that's not true. But 
what would it mean to trust someone even enough that when they do hurt us, what, what does that look like? Mm. I, I think, David, you've hit two different topics real sure. quickly. And, and one of them is we can experience, for, for many of us, most of our lives, relationships in which we're not experiencing trust, yeah. in which we are never honored for who we are. And, and we're never able, in, in, in that non-trusting dynamic, we're never able to experience things like we're going to talk about later, like love. So, so that can happen. And, and then that second thing, David, of, of, oh, my gosh, can I actually be in a place where I don't experience trust? What does that do to me? What does that, how does that affect me? And, and uh, we have lots of stories of yeah. people who have been deeply affected because those they maybe should have been loved by, maybe those they could have trusted, are the very ones that violated them. Yes. And I think there's a lot of communities that innocently step in and risk this way of life and then get hurt, and the community gets smaller and smaller and smaller. We just keep saying, well, I'll never be able to restore or resolve or have trust built again here, so I just keep making my safe group smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a lot of communities. There's some scriptures that tie these two together, and one of the most classic is First Peter 5, right, where we know that trust embedded in humility attracts God's grace. Amen. And we also know that some people who experience, like you were saying, God's grace, uh, don't trust. And yet they they get emboldened, they get courageous right. as they experience that. And since we're applying this uh, several months to the church and the, the ascent of a leader, uh, John, I was thinking back to several times that we've asked people how soon was it that they sensed yes. an environment of grace. Yes. Talk about that. Yeah, it, it, there seems to be, in fact, I was talking about it again at Grace College, that if leaders will commit to each other and say, no matter what, we're staying and we're not leaving and we're going to risk this thing out, that there is an almost, not almost, an actual palpable, tangible sense that someone coming into that community can feel. And they can talk about it later. They can say, yeah, I walked into that room before anyone said anything, before anything from the pulpit or from worship. I knew that I the other shoe wasn't going to drop, that I didn't have to look over my shoulder, that it was safe here, and that it would be a place where I might want to consider uh, putting my roots down. And I actually one time said it. I didn't even know I was going to say it, but I said, how long did it take before you knew this was a safe place, if you knew it was a safe place? Um, you only risk doing that when it is a safe place. I don't do it all the time. <laughs> and, and honestly, it got down to people rose their hand at less than two minutes, hmm. that that quickly they could hmm. discern that trust had been risked by its leaders. Hmm. Powerful. Hmm. Let's talk about some of these qualities in this hmm. rail. Hmm. Uh, what um, what stands out to you first? And maybe we could talk about. Uh, if I answer my own question, maybe we could talk about first love and the relationship. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, this, this whole relationship between grace and trust and love 
so incredible. I, a relationship of trust is the place where I get to experience love. That's where I get to experience love. If I don't trust, I can't experience love, no matter how much love anybody has for me, including God, if I don't trust. So that, that amazing relationship where one of the major components in a relationship of trust is the experiencing of love. Not just I love you and, you know, you, you guys all know one of my pet peeves is growing up with Christians who use the phrase, I don't like you, but I love you in the Lord. And it's like, that just gags me. No, no, it's like, how can I be aware that something is being robbed of me when I choose to not trust? And that's, I'm, I'm not experiencing love. Speaking of robbed, uh, I was wandering around in Romans 12 through 15 in the message. And there's this part where it talks about how when we are not in community, when we're not in the body of Christ, we're like a cut-off finger. Hmm. And hmm. Yeah. If, if we wrote our story, uh, you know, if we went back to childhood or even to our teenage years, like we start The Cure, you know, when you're young, the, the world is a, is, it's an open book. It's, it's, it's just starting. It's fresh. It's, we wouldn't write our story that we would be alone doing whatever it is, even with God. We wouldn't write that. And that's what we choose when we choose to not trust, even though we've been hurt, when we choose to hate church, when we choose... Now, believe me, uh, our pain is so real in that. But when we choose that, we would never write our story that way. We would never choose to be a chopped-off finger and just be okay with that's that's, mm. that's what I dream of. And so... That's that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about environments of trust, we're not talking about environments where you don't get hurt. We're talking about environments of commitment that carry you through the hurt and carry you through repentance and carry you through that's confession good. and that's carry good. you through forgiveness. And that will brutalize your soul mm. and it will blend you all up and spit you out. But at the end of it, you will be a broken wholeness versus what you might think of as a together cut off finger. Mm. Yeah. That's wow. good. Wow. Heavy stuff, David. Wow. It's true. Amen. We have to get through conflict to get to unity. Amen. Right? We hate that too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we all bring stuff uh, to the community that is going to create conflict or incite conflict. And that's when many times we, we take off. And we go to another place, and we create some more conflict in a different place. But we think that it was about the people that were right. there. And so we don't commit to going through the conflict and finding the unity on the other side. Amen. We Amen. often get uniformity and unity mixed up. Yep. That's why this rail is so important. Um, any any um, other kinds of qualities or components of this rail that you'd like to bring up before we finish this podcast. I, I just uh, would say this for us to think through as we continue to go on that is uh, it gives an opportunity for us to risk being known and, and that is so critical to our health, so critical to our well-being. Relationships of trust give me the opportunity to, to risk being known and to imagine myself being someone that you are not being afraid of being known. 
That, that to me, is such yeah. a powerful part of understanding these relationships. Yeah, when I am known as well and trusted, thinking of this rail, I get to use those competencies, those capacities that God has also put in me, those gifts, because people begin to trust me some more. And I get to be a whole person. I get to use both ladders, right? I get to integrate them. And so being known and being trusted is critical to the full flourishing of these gifts. Amen. It's wonderful. And these ladders were never meant to be, as, as we say so often, they're not meant for me. Really, right? They are they are things that I climb for the sake of others. But first, what that means is that those communities that I'm supposed to be influencing, that I'm supposed to be doing these things for, they have to speak into, love into, me. So it's it's both ways. Yeah. So so the latter doesn't work if you're just thinking of it as something that you're doing for others. So good. Amen. See you next week on True Face Podcast. <laughs>